everybody, and welcome to Man on the Silver Mountain, Episode 5. Originally, I had a guest lined up this week, but um, I don't know, through no one's fault. We actually had to reschedule, and that's uh, totally cool. Uh, so I'm going to bang out one of these because it seems like the right thing to do. This episode is in part brought to you by executive producer Andrew Daly. He joined up the uh, Patreon Alliance at the uh, Grandmaster level, so he has officially become one of the executive producers. While we're talking about Patreon, I also would like to welcome Zero into the fold. He's our most recent member, and uh, much respect, man. I really appreciate joining up with us and putting your support towards this effort. For those of you who don't know what Patreon is, you can either go to the Everything Went Black Facebook page, and it's um, pinned at the top of the page. It's a way of us giving support to the podcast. Uh, You can join at several different levels, and reality is I give everyone pretty much everything. You know, I don't really differentiate. Um, In the past, recently, I've given away... Um, some demos of the Grand Annihilation, which is Toombs's most recent record, which we just came, just came out in uh, June on Metal Blade. And I've also given away um, a project that I'm actually pretty excited about. It's an audio book of, uh, it's called, it's, actually it's called Lifetime of Grey Skies, for those of you out there who may remember my old band Anodyne. That was the name of our final record. The... Uh, Tour Journal basically covers our only European tour. So it's an audio book, uh, put a lot of time and effort into it, and it's up there for free if you are a subscriber. So I'm going to be doing a lot more of this kind of thing in the future. Um, more audio book stuff, a bunch of cool, rare tombs material, um, you know, covers, uh, live shows, things like that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just an incentive to, to help out here. Um, you might be asking why I'm doing all this. Well, I always try to go big with everything I do. Um, you know, I like to have plans and goals. And one of the goals I have is to turn this thing into an actual media outlet. Uh, you know, if you go to like Vice or Revolver or any of those places, you'll see that there's like articles, interviews, shows, short, you know, documentaries, um, all sorts of content that's up there. So I do this whole thing by myself, um, you know, to achieve something like that, you'd have to hire on some like freelance people and look, you know, I believe in starting slow. Um, but I definitely need someone out there who, um, is good with video and is committed and has the time to do this kind of thing. So, I know that I'm going to have to pay that person something, um, and why not use the NPR uh, model and make it a listener-supported effort? So that's kind of my ideas for doing all this stuff. And also, all this gear that I'm using, I mean, this computer I'm recording on um, is basically 10 years old. (laughs) So uh, it's kind of on the way out. Uh, You know, I'm doing my best to keep everything updated. Um, I'm running a really old version of Pro Tools. Uh, Everything's kind of held together with duct tape. So, I mean, that's another another goal is to upgrade this whole thing. So, I mean, that's kind of like the impetus behind doing it. Um, If you're interested in getting involved, 
You can go to the Facebook page. You can check out the link I have posted up top, or you can go to everythingwentblackmedia.com and you'll see a pop-up uh, regarding Patreon. So, you know, that that's kind of the plan, you know, and also there's costs associated with doing this, which have to do with bandwidth and subscribers, um, subscriptions to, um, you know, the server, which comes up every year. And, um, and yeah, in, in a nutshell, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, I also take this opportunity to shout out on it. If you're into clean living, clean thinking, and physical activity, on it is definitely the company for you. If you go to the Everything Went Black Media website, you'll see two banners. One will take you to all of the exercise equipment. And um, I use this stuff pretty much on a daily basis. Kettlebells, battle ropes, um, you know, weighted vests. Actually, I don't use weighted vests, but I use battle ropes, kettlebells, club bells, sandbags, medicine balls, all that fun stuff. That's all part of uh, my regular physical regimen, which I engage in. So on it sells all that stuff. You can go there, order through the, through the portal, and I get a tiny taste of that purchase. Also, if you're into supplements, there's a link towards, uh, you know, the food and supplements uh, section of their site. Also, I'm a, I'm a big on it guy. So um, currently I'm using the krill oil, the recovery protein, um, and also, uh, what else am I using? Oh, the joint oil. Um, I've, for those of you who know me or even been listening to this podcast, I've had a number of injuries over the years. Uh, the, the worst one being, um, some torn, uh, menisci in both my left and my right leg. So, uh, both of those knees are a little shot at this stage of the game. So, um, joint health is something that's like very important to me, uh, in order to keep the ship on course. So I've been utilizing their joint oil and it's uh, it's a great supplement. The recovery protein protein is great. It's, um, all plant-based. And, uh, for those of you who are vegan, um, you know, it's great for that. You know, there's no animal products in there. Actually, uh, let me revise that statement. Colostrum. I think that actually, oh, you know what, man? Forget about all that. It's, got, it's actually goat whey, so I'm lying. So strike that from the conversation. However, it's a pretty good, it's, I think it's a great supplement. I use it whenever I do like a heavy lift and I need some recovery afterwards. And uh, I, I can actually tell that it's actually made a huge difference in my recovery. And the krill oil, you can't get enough omega fatty acids in your life. Well, you can, but it's something that we're all pretty much uh, deficient on. So I take that pretty much uh, as part of my daily supplement regimen. One of the things that they offer, which I haven't tried yet, is I believe they have a probiotic supplement. And uh, maybe, uh, maybe that's something I should look into in the future. But anyway, I back all this stuff. So it's not like I'm trying to sell you guys stuff that... I don't think is good. Um, I recommend it. And I totally uh, think that if you live in sort of like a savage lifestyle, you're out there pushing it every day, that these things can really make a big difference. So um, yeah, head on over to the site, check out the portals and um, there you go. So yeah, this being a solo episode, um, you know, just going to kind of give a rundown on everything. Uh, you know, most recently, the big news item is this Las Vegas shooting. Uh, so October 1st, 
A gunman, Stephen Paddock of Mesquite, Nevada, opened fire on a large crowd of concert goers. And this is uh, gone, going down in history as the biggest mass shooting in the history of the United States. Now think about that for a minute. A lot of this news stuff comes and goes. You know, we're very detached from these things. Uh, we look at our phones. You know, we go on to Google news item. You know, some guy gets blown up in a different part of the world. We look at it, regard it for a second, and then we're on to the next thing. We're on to liking something on Instagram. We're on to checking something else out on Facebook. None of this stuff has a real impact. This time around, I just want everyone to think about how intense that is, that in our lifetime, something like this happened. It all happened on our watch. This is something that's going to go down in history as being the most deadliest mass shooting. And um, yeah, I just, uh, I'm not going to go on about gun control or any of those kinds of things because um, that's, a, that's a discussion for another time, possibly. Uh, it's something I actually was hoping to talk about with my guest, uh, which we're going to eventually get to it. And, uh, but just for a number of reasons, we had to postpone that. But uh, I just want everyone to think about what I always harp on when I think about these mass shootings and, you know, all this like violence that happens out that seems to be completely senseless. And one of the things that never really seems to be brought up is the psychological state of the people that are engaging these things. You know, first they, oh yeah, guns are bad. We need to outlaw guns. No one should be carrying guns, blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they want to take out away our, our rights with guns. And then as a sort of coda, what's mentioned is, oh yeah, this guy was on, you know, antidepressants or he has a history of depression or he's, you know, one of these outlier people who feels alienated from society. And, uh, you know, there's no clear motive as to why Paddock um, killed all these people. And um, I just think that there's a, a slight man media manipulation going on. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to try to get into this, like, super paranoid conspiracy theory. But on a personal level, what I really want to ask everyone is to just think about their own mental health and depression and if you know somebody who has uh, had suicidal thoughts or if you have people in your life that have taken their own lives and really consider that because it's something that I think about and I try to like improve and I try to be aware of what my mental state is. Um, you know, I'm not saying we should all go out on and start taking antidepressants or other pharmaceuticals, but there's other things in our lives that we can do to help alleviate that pressure. You know, maybe talk to somebody, maybe talk to not even professionally, even though I back that decision, too. If you want to go into therapy, that's an excellent solution if you really feel like you're depressed. But just be more open with the people in your lives, your friends, your loved ones, your family members. And you'll be surprised on how common these feelings might be. You know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, I, I felt I, I actually was depressed um, not like in some heavy duty needs to be medicated scenario, but it was, uh, it's going through a very difficult period in my life. Um, and, uh, I noticed that I just couldn't get enough sleep. I was unmotivated. 
Um, I didn't want to go work out. I didn't want to go to band practice. I didn't want to write. I didn't want to do anything productive. I just wanted to stare at the TV or lay down on the couch or take a nap. And these are these, I just felt this heaviness inside my body. And um, I just went online and I looked up depression, you know, because I mean, yeah, it's like this, depression's like this thing. And, you know, we're, we're all, most of us are, are fans of like extreme music and, you know, hardcore and black flag and punk rock and, you know, death metal and we're into dark stuff and horror movies. And, you know, we always talk about depression, man. You know, Black Flag has that song, Depression. But I don't think um, the actual state of being depressed is a, a good place to be in. So anyway, I went online like uh, every other amateur psychoanalysis would do, and I looked up depression, and pretty much all of the symptoms came up that I was feeling. And um, once I did that, I sort of felt kind of enabled to pull myself out of that feeling because I realized that I was not unique in having these feelings. As a matter of fact, it was common that millions of people felt these very same emotions and were going through these the very same experiences in their lives. And it kind of made me feel better. And I was able to be like, well, you know, if it's a common thing and I'm not unique, then I can also pull myself out of this thing. So that was like the beginning to me coming out of the whole thing and making some changes in my life and, you know, you know, maybe galvanizing some of the um, ideas that I already had about how I wanted to live my life and all that. But, you know, to those of you out there who might be experiencing something similar to that, um, you know, I just want everyone to know that, you know, there's people out there that can help, you know, your loved ones, your family, your friends. And um, if that doesn't work, there's always professional help. You know, find yourself a good therapist. Do not kill yourself. Do not amass a pile of weapons and kill other people because there's always a way out that will lead to a better place. So, yeah, that, that's kind of the thoughts I started having about this Vegas shooting. Um, you know, I've been peripherally keeping update on uh, the happenings and, you know, the, the whole case because uh, I do have a sort of morbid curiosity uh, regarding things like this. I was definitely one of those guys back in the 90s who, you know, read um, Answer Me and, you know, was into serial killers and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, this loosely fits into that sort of thing. And um, for better or for worse, I'm always fascinated by this kind of stuff, along with conspiracies and the different theories that people have about stuff. So anyway, I didn't want to bum anyone out, but that's just something I felt like was important to talk about for a while. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Forget about, well, don't forget about all of the natural disasters that we've been experiencing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a weird time. Very curious. Getting buffeted by natural disasters and people going out there and murdering each other. It seems like a very dark time we're living in. But... I still believe that people are not evil inherently. So it's all aspects of the same thing. You know, that's kind of like 
a freeing concept in a lot of ways that you're not, no one's good, all good or all bad, you know, just varying degrees of all those things. So anyway, getting ready to hit the road for a while. Um, got a bunch of stuff coming up with the band. Uh, as of Tuesday, we've officially started our preparation for this tour. You know, I had the first rehearsal and, uh, tightening up the set. Um, rolling out like a, a, a new song. Well, it's not a new song, but it's a song we just started playing off the last record. And uh, yeah, real excited. Um, you know, the first leg of this thing is with 1349, Goat Whore, and Creator. Now, that that's pretty radical. You know, when I saw this on paper, I tripped out. You know, Creator, to me, is a legendary band. They're a band that I never even thought that I would see. You know, there was a period of time where they were pretty much inactive or weren't playing in the States. And uh, the idea of actually being on tour with them and sharing the same stage is is pretty sick, in my opinion. And uh, I'm excited about that. You know, 1349 we've toured with before, and those are great guys. And Goat Horror, I'm a huge fan. So this whole package to me is, like, pretty amazing. And... Um, I know that that word amazing is uh, overused, but I try not to overuse that term. And to me, it truly is amazing that I'm going to be on the road with these guys and uh, be able to see them play um, every evening. And uh, the tour, this part of the tour is not very long. It's only a few shows. Basically, it's constructed for all the bands to get out to San Bernardino and uh, because we're all playing Ozfest. Now that, that's another thing. That's like, once again, when we got the offer to do Ozfest, I was completely blown away by that. I mean, um, you know, there was a period of time in my life, too, where I kind of thought, like, all this big rock stuff was kind of silly, and uh, everyone was, like, over the hill. And, you know, when Ozfest was actually happening back in the 90s, I was kind of just like, yeah, who cares, you know? But as time went on... And maybe as I got older, too, and I started seeing that being able to continue to do these things is, a, is an achievement in and of itself. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of Black Sabbath. They're, like, one of my top three bands of all time. You know, and Ozzy, on the first four, first four Sabbath records, I think he was great. And on the first two Ozzy solo records, I think, are amazing. You know, Blizzard of Oz... And a Diary of a Madman are, are, you know, classic heavy metal albums. Here and there, you know, I appreciate those records. A couple songs are great. A couple songs are okay. Um, I dug the era where Zach Wilde was playing. And the day that we're playing, well, actually, there's only one day of Ozfest. It's, it's a thing that's called Ozfest meets Not Fest. That's how they're doing it these days. So there's one day, Ozzy. The second day is this kind of Slipknot curated event, and uh, Rob Zombie's headlining the second day. But the day that we're playing, let's talk about that. Ozzy Osbourne and Zach Wilde reunited headlining. That's fucking killer, man. I mean, yeah, I think I'm, uh, in my old age, I think I've gotten more tolerant of the more commercial aspects of rock and metal. Because, uh, I mean, at, at the beginning of my fatu- infatuation with music, 
that was kind of the stuff that I listened to, man. It was just like, you know, I'm in my late 40s. And so I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. And, uh, you know, I was into like Rainbow, Deep Purple, you know, ACDC, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin. And those were massive commercially successful bands that played arenas. You know, there was nothing underground about what they were doing. And this was the kind of stuff that inspired me, you know, originally. I was, you know, like maybe from that, I went into like the little bit more at the time obscure bands such as Iron Maiden, Venom, uh, you know, Scorpions, UFO. But these bands were still, you know, pretty commercially viable. All those records came out on major labels and you know, it wasn't until I started getting into punk and hardcore that this whole underground culture emerged. And, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm no longer mutually exclusive. I'm never, I'm, I've never really, you know, been one of these guys who's like, you know, one or the other. Well, actually, I was. I mean, I'm, that's yeah, actually when I was a kid into my 20s, maybe I would have poo-pooed the idea of, of checking something like this out. But as I look back, I feel like I'm coming full circle with a lot of my loves and hates about music. And once again, I find myself listening to UFO, Rainbow, you know, uh, April Wine, you know, Thin Lizzy, all the greats. And um, so this, this, is a, this is exciting to me. I mean, I don't know why I feel like I have to, you know, you know, sort of uh, justify... <laughs> my excitement about playing Ozfest, you know, but as a fan, I think it's really cool. And on the sort of band business level, it's a pretty huge opportunity that we've been, you know, awarded to do this and, you know, going to be reaching a lot of people that normally would never see us. So I think that's cool, you know, pretty, pretty stoked on this whole operation. So right after that, we're going to be doing a few dates on our own. Then we link up with Crowbar for another pretty much all of the U.S. There's a couple of areas we're not hitting. Um, a lot of the more, like, kind of uh, smaller towns, you know, we're hitting. Some places will be the first time we've played there, so it's kind of cool. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a, we don't hit the northwest. I'm sorry. We don't hit the northeast. So there won't be like a Boston or a New York show or a Philly show. There'll just be the rest of the other part of the country. Actually, not much on the East Coast at all, to be honest, you know, in reality. But that's another great band. I mean, you know, they've been at it for so long. There's so many great albums. And uh, that's like a really cool thing for us to end the year. It's a, you know, positive note. And uh, I feel really excited about these things. And... <clears throat> I'll be leaving in a few short weeks. So I, as a, I think, as, as you know, Tuesday was the first day that we started actually practicing and thinking about the tour in a real way. And as a result of that, um, you know, I've kind of reprioritized my life, you know, and kind of thought about what it's going to take to be out on the road. You know, thinking about, well, you know, I, I got to pack my, my gear. I got to, you know, figure out what I'm taking with me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm putting one foot out the door right now, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, just, um, reprioritizing. I'm doing a little bit more practicing on my own, you know, thinking more about the band as a whole. So, uh, yeah, it's that sort of 
anxious feeling of getting ready, preparation. That's uh, kind of the reality that I'm living in. Um, it'll be really cool to be away from this city for a while, too. And, yeah, we're just looking forward to it. You know, any, any of you out there going to any of these shows, definitely, you know, step up and say hi. You know, it's always cool to see a friendly face. Pretty much uh, when you go out on these tours, you see the same people every day, day in and day out. You spend all this, you know, time traveling in a van with the same dudes. So having a new face to say hello to is kind of cool. You know, conversation, which is like uh, outside of that weird sort of, you know, hermetically sealed van life. So, yeah, I'm excited. So this upcoming weekend, there's a lot of Savage Gold and Necromaniacs activity. Uh, For those of you who don't know this by now, I do another podcast called Necromaniacs. And I do that with my buddy, Mike Scandato, who's been on this uh, show a number of times. Um, You know, and it's a, uh, a show that delves deep into the horror genre. You know, Mike and I are big horror heads. We love comics. We love exploitation films. So that's pretty much what we what we get into on that podcast. And anyone out there is into it, you can check it out on iTunes and subscribe, Necromaniacs Podcast. And there's also um, currently right now the Necromaniacs site and all the streaming stuff is part of Everything Went Black. So you went, if you go to the Everything Went Black site, you can get to the Necromaniacs site. But yeah, the Friday the 13th, and Saturday the 14th, I'll be at the Rock and Shock Fest uh, up in Worcester at the Palladium. And um, I'm sharing a table with my buddy CJ, who uh, does uh, Rice and Dreams uh, apparel line. And um, he invited me to come up there and, and, you know, sort of be a presence and try to sell some stuff and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, you know, thanks, CJ. I appreciate it. And um, it should be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I'll be up there. i have coffee. I'll have the the quickly dwindling supply of witch's brew, uh, which once it's gone, you won't be able to get it again until next Halloween. So I'll have a few bags of that. I'll be selling the Necromaniacs T-shirts, which um, you know our good friend Danny over at Holy Mountain Printing put that together. And uh, so I'm actually this morning I looked at the the schedule of bands that are playing. Something I didn't even I didn't even really think about that. I was just focusing on all the vending and you know there'll be what vendors are going to be there selling T-shirts and DVDs and all that kind of stuff. But apparently the rock part of the Shock Fest is um, you know Ministries playing tomorrow night, uh, you know as well as Harley Flanagan, and then on Saturday it's a uh, Super Joint, you know King Parrot. Uh, Devil Driver, um, you know, a lot of bands are playing. Now, King Parrot, for those of you guys out there who don't know who they are, I, I kind of, I dig this band. They, I got turned on to them by Vatnet Viscar when we toured with them. Um, apparently, Vatnet did a tour with King Parrot a couple of years ago, and it's like, uh, you know, super raw, uh, you know, death metal um, from Australia. So it's like an Australian raw death metal band and um they're on this tour with super joint and and devil driver so i guess rock and shock is a stop on that tour so they're they're a cool band uh i've never seen them live so maybe this will be cool opportunity to check them out so yeah that's um that's friday and saturday and then sunday it's back to brooklyn and um 
I'll be doing the St. Vitus Halloween flea market, which I pretty much have done all of them since, you know, for the last year. And that's always fun. It's only a few blocks from where I live, so I don't have to travel anywhere. I'll just be coming back down from uh, New England and uh, hitting this thing, and then it's back home. So pretty excited about that. Now, this is uh, one of my favorite times of the year, the Halloween season. Aside from it just being fall, which is, you know, totally badass, it's, uh, I love the whole Halloween experience. So I'm trying to do that 31 days of Halloween trip where, like, you know, every night I watch a different horror movie. And so far I've been staying on course. And if, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see... I post a little bit about each one of the films I've been watching. So, um, a lot of fun. I'm into goofy stuff like that. And, uh, you know, once again, thank you for listening. Um, Sorry this is a little short. I just wanted to keep some stuff going. You know, I got some other guests uh, happening. Uh, Tour is in my mind. And mentally, I'm trying to, like, change over into that mode as opposed to the being at home mode, which, um, you know, takes my mind elsewhere. So yeah, I'll see you guys next time. And, um, for those of you who plan on going to see tombs play on this upcoming tour, I hope to see you guys in person. Peace.